Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, they finally told him, they finally came out with it, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Now listen, we laugh about that because it does seem pretty ridiculous to ask Jesus who would be the greatest in the kingdom of God. We laugh about that, but I think oftentimes we think the same thing. We might, you know, none of us would go out to lunch after church around the table with some friends at Chili's. And say, you know, well, who's the greatest in the church? None of us would do that. Of course not. But listen, we might think it. People do all the time. How so, Rodney? Well, you know, how often is it that people are looking at other people in the ministry and saying, how come they're in the ministry? How come he's leading worship or how come they're singing on the worship team? I mean, I can sing better than that guy. I can play better than that guy. How come that guy gets an opportunity to teach or whatever? I can do it better than them. How often do we think that we would never, ever, because we are too spiritual, we would never, ever, ever, ever verbalize. That's just not Christian. We wouldn't verbalize it. But we would think it. Well, I'm, you know, I'm more gifted. I'm more talented. And in effect, saints, we are saying the same thing. We're elevating ourselves and saying, I am the greatest. I would be the greatest in the kingdom. So we wouldn't say it, but we might think it. They asked Jesus, hey, at least give him credit. Hey, give him some credit. At least they were honest enough to flat out ask him. I don't even know if I could have done that with Jesus personally. I mean, although he knows what we're thinking anyway, so what difference does it make? But they asked him, they said, Jesus, who's the greatest in the kingdom? And I'm sure they breathlessly waited for Jesus to name the one. And, you know, I notice here in the text, Jesus didn't yell at him. He didn't condemn him. He didn't lash out at him. He didn't even say, hey, dummies, I'm the greatest. Because in reality, wouldn't Jesus be the greatest in the kingdom? Amen, saints? But he didn't say that. Jesus didn't tell them that he was the greatest. He gave them, get this, a neat little object, little object lesson. He calls a little child to him, set him up in his lap. Can you can you picture this? Jesus, you know, I noticed something, too. Whenever Jesus needed an object lesson for of a child, there always seemed to be one there. Look in the Bible. They just happened to be a kid. Now, we do know they were in Capernaum. And we also believe that they were in the house of Peter. 
it's very possible speculation. It's very possible that this child might have been a relative of Peter. Even some Bible scholars, and I get this, would even assert that the child might have even been Peter's child. How so? Well, remember, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. That would indicate that Peter was married. Possibly this was Peter's kid. Okay, fine. But when there was a child needed, (laughs) Jesus seemed to have one right there. And he took this little kid in his lap. What a beautiful picture. Jesus is sitting there with his little kid on his lap and he starts a Bible study. And he says, unless you are converted and become like this child, you won't even enter the kingdom. The word converted, taking notes, it simply means to twist. It means to turn around or to reverse like a converter or an adapter for an electric appliance. They needed to be plugged into Jesus. Jesus is saying, unless you are plugged into me, you can't see the kingdom. Now understand, Jesus isn't talking about reversion to childhood. Jesus is talking about conversion into the family. Don't you remember? It was Nick who came to Jesus at night. Nick at night. That's one of my favorites. And he came to Jesus and Jesus said, Nick, you must be born again. And lawyer attorney Nick, he didn't get it. He said, I can't understand that. And Jesus said, don't try to understand it. The wind comes from where it comes from and goes where it goes. And you don't know that either. Nick, you don't understand it and you can't understand it. But the thing that you do need to understand is you must be born again. This is what Jesus is saying. The same thing. You must be born into the kingdom. Jesus would say, you guys are talking about who is great in the kingdom. You're not even going to get in the kingdom unless you humble yourself like a child. Jesus is saying in God's kingdom, greatness is seen in becoming childlike or childlikeness. You know, the one thing that I think is very cool about Jesus is that kids liked him. Isn't that, you know, people talk about being like the Lord and, you know, talk about being like Christ. I want to be like Christ. You know, one of the, one of the things that I see is very Christ-like and you can tell is if kids like you, are you like Jesus? Do kids like you? Because kids really like Jesus and kids weren't afraid of Jesus. You could tell a lot about a person just by because kids are very intuitive. They know. And kids like to be around Jesus. Kids, kids weren't afraid of Jesus. Christmas in the mall. They always get Santa to come to the mall. Parents, let me tell you something. Can, let me help you. Kids are afraid of Santa. I mean, come on. I've seen more pictures of kids crying in Santa's lap. It's like, I don't want to go. Santa is scary. I mean, you got this big fat man in these big black boots and this big, big, super huge belt. And kids are scared of Santa. Just like, you know, kids are scared of the Easter Bunny. And we always want our kids to take pictures with these people. And it's like kids don't want to. They're afraid of them. Don't do it. You traumatize your kid for the rest of their lives. And then you give them a picture of it. 
And they're like, they, they, look, they look horrified in the picture. And you go, oh, there's my cute little Johnny weeping, crying, soaking wet, kicking Santa, trying to get away. Kids don't like him. Leave the kids alone. And, and, and Easter Bunny, same thing. Afraid of. But kids weren't afraid of Jesus. As a matter of fact, kids wanted to come near Jesus. It was the disciples who tried to keep the kids away. They always like to be with Jesus. And so Jesus says, listen, if you want to come into the kingdom, you must come like a child. Jesus isn't saying being childish. He's not saying I want you to act childish. There's a difference. Acting childish and immature. But Jesus is saying, if you're going to come into the kingdom of heaven, then you're going to have to have those childlike traits. Childlikeness. Well, what are they? Well, children... They're sincere. We, children are sincere. You know what the word sincere means? You taking notes? The word sincere means without wax. Without wax. See, in those days in the ancient world, they didn't have Ola Mills. They didn't have photography, you know, snapshots or great pics. What do you call those places? Uh, glamour shots. That's it. Glamour hots or shots or something. Yeah. They didn't have those kind of places. So if you wanted to have a picture done of your wife, you'd have to have a bust of her head carved out of marble. Well, many times when the person who was carving out the bust of your wife's face, many times if while they were carving, they might be chiseling around the nose and they chip off a piece of the nose. So what they would have to do is take wax and put it on the nose and begin to form the nose again and continue to chisel. And so you would get it and give it to your wife. Here, honey, I bought you a nice Christmas present. Or oh, I bought you a nice present. And then she might say, oh, you know, I got the perfect spot for it. Out on the deck. Beautiful place for it. She puts it out on the deck. It's a hot summer day. And all of a sudden, you guessed it, her nose starts running into her mouth. You see, so the wax there, which will be a problem. So the wax spoke of the, 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 like the insincerity. It's not real. There's a hypocrisy there. There is something false. There's, there's no, you know, there's something, you know, secret. Well, kids are sincere. There's no, if you will, sneaky gluing with kids. Kids are without wax. Kids are without hypocrisy. With a kid, what you see is what you get. That's what I like about kids. Kids are honest. We all know that. Kids aren't phony. A kid will walk right up to you and say, hey, why is your nose so big? And you're like, you don't even know what to say to that. You know what I mean? Or they'll say, you know, um, why, you know why, why is your head so shiny? My kid actually said that to me one time. Because <laughs> I don't have any hair, kid. What do you think? Ask your mama. Kids are something else, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, I read this this list of wisdom from kids. Wisdom from kids. A nine-year-old boy wrote this, never trust a dog to watch your food. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Wisdom from kids. A little girl said, never tell your mom her diet's not working. (laughs) Wisdom from kids. Kids are simple. Kids are honest. Kids, kids have a very simple faith, don't they? I remember with my kids, and Rob, you've done it too. I remember putting my kids like up on the top step or something and saying, now, come on, jump, jump. 
Now, an adult would say, no, I'm not going to, because I don't trust you. A kid would just go, wow, you know, and they jump. Why? Because they've got a very, very simple, simple faith. They just trust. Kids have a simplicity about them. They're not complex, very simple. Kids, you know, play with simple things. You know, you can give a kid a, 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 a pencil and they just are very, very simple, not complex. Kids are very submitted, very submitted. You know, it was Hitler who said, give me a child until he is five years old and I will give you a Nazi for life. Hitler said that. Why? Because he understood that kids are very submitted. Also, kids are very trusting. They trust and there's a dependent, you know, children just trust that, you know, there's going to be, you know, food in the refrigerator, clothes on their backs, gas in the car to take them to the park and the play and all of these things. They're just trusting. They're so trusting. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you knew this, but Crayola crayon had come out with a, a brown crayon that smelled like chocolate. And they're so trusting kids were eating the crayon and, and they had to take it off the market. Kids just, it is what it is. I mean, kids are just what they are. This is what Jesus is saying. You got to come to him. Kids aren't threatening. You, you know, you're not afraid of a five-year-old in a dark alley. Are you? No. Why? Because kids aren't threatening. Kids aren't, de- they aren't good at deceiving. Johnny. Did you take the cookies? No. They got chocolate chips all around their mouth. You know. No. They're not good. They're not good liars. Kids, are, you know, if you, well, I mean, if you know any kids are good liars, this is, seek help. I mean, you know, seek some help. I mean, you know, two words. <laughs> you know, because kids aren't good liars. So Jesus said, listen, if you want to get into the kingdom, this is what you have to do. You have to become like a little child, sincere and sensitive. And probably one of the greatest characteristics that Jesus points out here of a child is that of humility. Kids are humble. Notice the disciples, they have been converted. Yes, they did believe in Jesus when they placed their faith in him, but they had to be converted in this area of humility. This is Jesus' point. How prideful is it to be standing amongst yourselves talking about who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? Humility. See, kids, you know, kids don't, they, they, kids aren't trying to push themselves forward. Kids aren't seeking prominence. Kids aren't ambitious. Kids are satisfied with the little things. And so these child, childlike qualities, simple faith and honesty and trust and sensitivity and humility, Jesus says these are the qualities that will allow you to enter the kingdom of God. And if you're a Christian, when you become a Christian, hey, you can't get in the kingdom unless you humble yourself. Every single person that's ever been saved has came to the point to realize that they needed to be saved. Because Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to force his way into your life. So if you say, hey, Lord, I humble myself and I submit myself to you, you come to him in childlike faith and humility. Every single born-again believer must humble themselves to get into the kingdom. Humility. Now, humility is a different, difficult virtue to attain. It really is. 
Because as soon as you think you've gotten there, that's when you've lost it. You know, people, you know, I'm so humble. I'm just so humble. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm low. You know, I'm a worm. I'm ugly. I've got bad breath. You know, I'm no good, you know, and I'm humble. You know, people say, oh, that's humility. That's not humility. That's a false humility. And in reality, that's pride. You know why? Because true humility is not paying attention to yourself. You know, I'm so bad. I'm so low. I play wall ball with the curb. I'm just so bad. You know, you know, and I, 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 and we go, oh, I'm so humble. That's not humility. That's pride because you're consumed with I. You know, somebody once put an acronym like this, joy, J-O-Y, Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. That's true humility, being humble. And Jesus says, that's the way you need to come to me, just like a child. The children in the children's ministry, I think of them. Never underestimate your ministry to children. You know, we talk a lot about kids in our culture today, but we really don't care for kids. I mean, if we truly care for kids, honestly, saints, every single church around the country, including this one, can I be honest with you and talk to you as a pastor? Every single church, including this one, around the country, and even, might I add, around the world, I've been to several places, quite honestly, has this problem with people ministering to children and children's ministry. And I'll never understand it. It's almost like, you know, the opportunity that we have to get Jesus into the kid's heart and and to teach them about Jesus. And and thus will ward off a lot of the problems that we see in the world. Well, the very place that we have an opportunity to do that, we don't do it. The children's ministry is great. Never underestimate your ministry to children or to one child. You know, there's a story told of a Scottish preacher in 1807 who labored all year long. And he had only one convert. He got discouraged and resigned. And before he left, he said he only had one convert. We, Bobby Moffat, came to Christ this year, the man said. Well, one boy came to Christ during that, during that, that one kid came to Christ during that time of ministry. And, and he felt like a failure. Well, we, little Bobby Moffat, became a missionary in Africa, and he opened up the continent for the preaching of the gospel, and it was his daughter who married Dr. David Livingston, who was also a very famous medical missionary. You see, you don't know how your ministry to kids is going to affect the world. You don't know. Can I tell you something? Maybe as you serve in the children's ministry, you might be serving, blessing, teaching we little Bobby Moffat, you never know. Who would have ever thunk it that when Billy Graham was in Sunday school, that his Sunday school teacher was teaching Billy Graham? You don't know. And so you got to understand that the rewards that Billy receives for preaching the gospel around the world are the rewards that you receive because you poured into his life. You see, fruit continues to grow and to, 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 to forward that way. So don't ever underestimate ministry to children. Jesus loves children. You might be serving children. And they may and people may never thank you because it really is one of those thankless ministries to tell you the truth. Except when one little kid runs up to you after service and gives you a hug around your leg. Isn't that thank you enough? One little kid, hey, what are you doing, teacher? grabs your leg, you're like, okay, let go of my leg, kid. You know, how great is that? 
And not only that, but if they, people never thank you, your reward is great in heaven. Amen, saints? And then in verses 6 through 9, Jesus said, If you hurt one of Jesus' little ones, one of these little ones, did you notice in verse 6 through 9, Jesus takes it very serious. He says it would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and be cast into the depths of the sea. If you offend a little child, now this word offense literally means, if you're taking notes, to throw off course. It means to throw off course. Now this could span the whole gamut from not training up your, your child in the ways of the Lord to not disciplining them. This is to throw them off course to even to the point of abusing them, over-disciplining them, and abusing them. You know, I was shocked and alarmed to find out that one and a half million children are sexually abused each year. That is every 30 seconds. That is, and it is an awful, evil, evil, sick thing for someone to touch a child sexually. And how do we feel about that? Can you imagine the Lord feels magnified a hundred times the sin that he sees. I was talking to some of the pastors this week, the sin that the father sees and must break his heart because it breaks our heart. We can hardly continue to watch the news because it's so bad. And can you imagine if you touch a child in that way and sexually abuse a child in that way, Jesus says it would be better for you to be killed by drowning by casting a millstone. Now, a millstone is not a little pebble and it's not a rock. It's a one and a half ton stone. I actually thought I had a picture of it, but we seemed to couldn't find it. On, my, on one trip to Israel, I took a picture of a millstone. A millstone is a one and a half ton rock that they would use for um, with oxen to use as they hook up an oxen and to grind things and to do all kinds of things with a millstone. Jesus said it would be better for you to take a millstone tied around your neck and be cast into the sea. Let me tell you, you put a millstone around your neck and cast you in the sea, you are sunk for sure. Jesus said it would be better for you to die by drowning than to hurt or offend one of these children. Interesting. Now, I think this in a broader sense applies to children of God. I think it in a broader sense that it applies to your walk and it applies to people who are children in the faith. You know, we got to be mindful of that, not to stumble people who are weaker in the faith. You know, our lives should be stepping stones and not stumbling stones. Romans chapter 14, verse 15 says, yet if a brother is grieved because of your food, And you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one whom Christ died for. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 13, it says, Therefore, if food makes your brother stumble, I'll never again eat meat, lest I make my brother to stumble. You see, we have a responsibility. We need to know that we are being watched. And because people are watching you, you need to walk your talk. Someone once said, people may never read the Bible, but they'll read your life from cover to cover. You see, we've got the responsibility to make sure that nothing in our lives could make a young Christian to stumble. The positive side is that they are watching you and you can be a great influence in the lives of Christians. And so Jesus says, woe to the one. The first woe, as I mentioned, is a pity for the world that is in danger of offenses. And the second woe is a pronouncement of judgment on those who are guilty of introducing others to evil things. 
Jesus is saying the one leading a little one astray is far worse a sin because you're corrupting that which is innocent. And Jesus said it would be better for you if your hand causes you or your foot causes you to sin, then cut it off. And if your eye causes you to sin, then pluck it out because it'd be better for you to enter into heaven main than not at all. Now, was he talking about self-mutilation? No, he's talking about self-examination. Jesus is simply saying, don't pamper sin in your life. Deal with it dramatically. Deal with it drastically. Deal with it radically. Like a surgeon going after cancer deals with it radically. It was Billy Graham, Billy Sunday, pardon me, who said, one reason sin flourishes is that it is treated like a cream puff instead of a rattlesnake. Don't treat sin like a cream puff. Treat it like a rattlesnake and deal with it quickly and effectively. Love children. Receive children. Don't stumble children and come into the kingdom of God like children. And Jesus says, you'll be blessed. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.